0: everybody today's guest is none other than to me a legend pamela charles arthur how are you my dear
1: i'm wonderful how are you it's the sign of the times we're doing this virtual interview but i'm so happy to see your face
0: <laughs> i'm happy to see yours also um you know we're going to talk about your life today about your music past present and um Let's see what what we could get out of you today for this interview. We're really happy that you're here, and I'm really happy that you're here. So Pamela, tell me about yourself. When did you actually start playing music? Let's go back a little bit.
1: Uh, how far back do you want me to go? When you
0: first took your first music lesson, no matter what it was, it was your keyboards or wherever. you, tell me about it.
1: Yeah, so, um... My parents were actually given a grand piano as a wedding gift. And from what I was told, I was about three and couldn't reach the keys, So I stood on the the piano bench and just used my elbows. (laughs) So that was the first time I started playing, actually. And then played by ear for quite some time until maybe I was about nine and then started taking uh, jazz piano lessons. And then later on... um, went to join band in, like, middle school. And I said I wanted to play, like, a violin or or something like that. And he said, well, I don't need a violinist, I don't need a flutist, but I need a bassoonist. So I said, all right, well, yeah, that sounds cool. Didn't know what it was at the time. I don't know if you know what a bassoon is, but of it, course looks like I a do. Big, it looks like a big, huge bong, yeah, right? With
0: the little, 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 you know, you have a
1: Yeah. So actually, I, I played bassoon for quite some time, and, um, really enjoyed the instrument and then that moved me on to taking private lessons in classical because i thought i needed some classical training for technique and so forth and took classical training all the way through high school i was fortunate enough to have a performing arts high school open the year i was starting high school so i was able to just really really focus on music and so you do academics in the morning and your music in the afternoon so was you, actually, great.
0: you you're actually taking it, uh, so you were taking class, uh, what, five times or every day at, at school?
1: Every day, every day. So mm-hmm. I would take, uh, like, music theory, jazz arranging, uh, jazz piano, mm-hmm. um, and then I was in the jazz band as the piano player. So that was in high school.
0: So when, okay, so you were playing jazz, uh, you were playing in the jazz band, in the orchestra. Yeah. How was that? I mean, you know, how was that? I mean, how did you, you know, because jazz is improvisation and also kind of the structural of chords. How how did you come to, you, obviously, then you must read. You read charts, well, it, am I correct? It,
1: initially, it scared the crap out of me, I'm going to be honest with you, because, you know, they call off a tune like a swing tune's going by, boom, boom, boom. And by the time I got the first measure of chords to go down, they're already on measure four. So... I worked up, I would wait for measure four, and then i play, and then I kept getting closer and closer where I would play it in real time because mm-hmm. you know, if they're calling off a big, a pretty fast tempo swing tune, it's it's pretty intimidating.
0: It is very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
1: it is. But yeah. So I was lucky enough to, to have that school open the year I started high school, so it was intense. And yeah, it was intense. And so, so I, I started writing, um, so I was doing a lot of composition then, and I was writing uh, pretty avant-garde weird stuff.
0: <laughs> you, so you so, were actually writing yourself yeah. avant-garde music? So, yep. Yeah. So were you playing with any, like say a combo or a, tr- uh, you know, a trio? Were you doing anything like that at that time? Yeah,
1: I was. I was playing with um, kind of an improv pop jazz group that was all original at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a cool ensemble. And then started college and I was like, I spent one year in North Texas State uh, as a composition major, piano minor. Mm -hmm. And after one year, I was like, okay, I'm learning how to write for like string ensembles and quartets and quintets. I was like, you know, this just really isn't for me. (laughs) So I looked around and I actually found San Jose State, which had like the best electronic music department in the country at that time. Amazing. Which I, th- I still think they do. And that's what brought me out here to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And so then, you, uh,
0: how, was old then? To- how, lo- how old were you then when you came out here?
1: You know, I think my early 20s.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I got here, and I didn't really know anybody. So mm-hmm. I was looking for a band, and the mm-hmm. only band I could find was this country and western band. Okay. So I played, I played in some group. I'm trying to remember their name. I think it was Trigger. Okay. <laughs> so, And I remember thinking, wow, at the time, and the music was pretty easy. I could literally do the whole gig. The challenge was to do the whole gig with my left hand, only my left hand.
0: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that's That's kind of different. So you were just playing yeah. chords? You were just playing chords then? You weren't doing a lot I of I melody? Mean,
1: I would make it more challenging by doing that. But no, it, they were actually a pretty good group. And I was playing uh, two keys and singing. So mm-hmm. I sang back up and lead on a couple of tunes. Mm-hmm. And then entered the first rock band, which at the, uh, at the time was Atlantis. I don't know if you remember that group, Atlantis. I
0: heard of the name. Was yeah. that you?
1: So- I was in there in okay. that group. Yeah, they lost their keyboardist, and I auditioned, and that was my first entry into rock.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, um, before you go, we, we're going to start talking about your rock influences. I want to ask you, who was your jazz influences w- when you were doing your jazz before you got avant garde? Because you know that that could, that means a, uh, all kinds of different things. You know what I'm it saying? Fast. It's abstract. It so abstract.
1: So. My jazz influences, oh, my gosh, there's so many. Um, I really like Tolonius Monk, who's just really sort of on the edge. and
0: Excellent choice.
1: Yeah. Um, so I really liked uh, his playing. Of course, Herbie Hancock, um, uh, as for Piano Players Go, mm-hmm. um, jazz vocalists. I mean, it's just the it, list is endless.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. It is, absolutely. So you got into yeah. the uh, with Atlantis and you uh-huh. got into the rock world and yeah. how was that for a while or are you still it was, into it really what am i saying you're still
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm still into it so it was great um it was the first time that i really could get these big keyboard sounds and get away with it
2: mm-hmm.
1: we, because in other groups you know you got to lay it back you're just doing piano or maybe piano and organ mm-hmm. and i was like wow i can play these big huge patches and be big, like an orchestra, and it's okay. <laughs> yes, it is. So, yeah, so that, I really love that, being able to have this big sound and and being able to explore the sounds instead of it being sort of these traditional sounds. And yeah. so it was great, yeah.
0: So when you're playing, do you like to play in a variety of keys? What is your favorite key to play in, or do you really matter? Because really, a keyboard is really the orchestra right in front of you. So yeah. What, so what do you really like? What key do you enjoy, or do you, does it really matter?
1: It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to know the key in advance.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> there, <laughs> there are a lot of bands, and they're not necessarily rock bands, but like some of the blues bands or whatever. You're lucky yeah. if you get the key before they start,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then yeah. you got to figure it out. but um, yeah. And I usually do within a measure, which is OK.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, I don't think I really have a favorite key. Mm-hmm no i don't think so
0: you don't so do you no. write? so i i know you're in a lot of projects and you've been in a lot of projects and we'll, we'll talk about the project that i know you in but when you when you're at home just you yeah you know and you're dabbling around the keys what are you what are you doing what are you doing are you recording it or are you just are you making your own music or are you just kind of just
1: yeah so all of the above um I I like to play a lot of fusion because it gives me a whole lot of freedom to improvise. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm practicing at home, I maybe put a beat on or something Mm -hmm. and just sort of jam out in a fusion way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I hate to bring us forward to COVID times, but, Mm So, this space that you see here mm-hmm. was, um, it's kind of like a, a back unit behind my house. And at the time, mm-hmm. it really wasn't anything. And I started to turn this into a music studio and install Pro Tools and Logic and started, you know, ramping myself up to do my own productions here oh. and then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was prepared to be stuck in the house or stuck at home. doing what i want to do which is i want to produce i want to write i want to record more but i didn't really have everything set up Mm -hmm. and then at the beginning of the year i was already starting to set up everything that you see and then Mm -hmm. adding soundproofing and so forth and getting the gear and the monitoring system and the software and so when COVID hit i just said okay well this is what my plan was Mm -hmm. was to just sort of woodshed in the studio produce produce for other people and so I've been doing that now for about a year.
0: Yes, it has been probably. Yeah, a year. yeah it yeah. is about almost a year. So yeah. when you're at home, are you going to play a little bit for us today?
1: I think what I'll do is I'll insert and I'll, I'll play some and okay. we'll insert it in. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. You want to do it now or you want to do it later? You're going to just, you'll insert it into the.
1: Into- yeah, yeah, I'll insert it. So what I'll do is maybe, I think I'm going to go ahead and add in, um, something from the just project, which is the the progressive rock band that Mm -hmm. I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I joined them. Gosh, Greg, when did I join them? A couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And that project's been really, really fun because it's a progressive rock band. So I get to get all of those big keyboard sounds and most of it's original. We do a few covers, but it's mostly original, Mm -hmm. which I really, really like. I, Mm -hmm. I just, i love it when i'm able to do original material Mm -hmm. whether it be mine or someone else's yes you get to put your stamp on it your identity your what your musical personality is
0: yes so when you're when okay do you want to tell me about some other bands or do you want to just focus on the just project
1: oh no um so i love dabbling in all different different styles you you definitely
0: do because i remember we had we wanted to have you come on and then you said I got another thing I gotta do. So what 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 do you what else do you do in this, this time period of, as I say, it's such a wicked world right now that we live in, so what else do you do? Uh, who else are you dabbling with and, and Right, playing with? so
1: as for groups, so I don't know if you've heard of her, Kay Bowler, and she's like known, pretty, really well known as a blues R&B artist, mm-hmm. and I joined her about three years ago, and she's a kick, I mean, she puts on a show i probably sweat off about five pounds in one gig it's like <laughs> it's moving right uh-huh. and so um insert some k bowler here and i will and yes. she's she's an incredible artist she's been a real kick to to play for yes and then the other artist that i've been with i want to say it almost 20 years taylor p collins okay who's oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she's a blues, R&B kind of jazz yes. artist. I've been with her forever, like mm-hmm. 20 years. I, I always say we're growing old together, she and I. So
0: Mature another, together.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she's another great artist. And and then I have this jazz fusion group that um, we get together. We mostly get together and rehearse and write. Never really think about, okay, we're going to gig. Well, now we can't anyway. No. But it's more just sort of... Uh, a group that I get together with just to, to jam and, 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 you know, have fun.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you oh, and there's
1: a smooth jazz group too. That's right. They're called cool waters.
0: Oh, well, I like that name. Yeah. yeah. That, that, shoot, that just made, right when you said it, just kind of like, kind of just came down like a little rain coming down. Ooh, so just, that was smooth. That was smooth. That's a smooth name.
1: <laughs> um, a Smooth jazz group.
0: <laughs> so let's, let's talk about, um, your project that I know you as because you guys are exceptional and I love each and every one of you and respect your talent each of you um, you talked about you do you know let's talk about your let's talk about how you guys all work together and how you make the just project happen how did you who how did they find you or you found them
1: so they found me through a recommendation from Robert Berry oh and sure. pre- yeah Oh, my gosh, that's right. I forgot to mention this other group I joined, which I'll do right now, because Robert Berry recommended me for this other group as well called Legally Blue. And it was unfortunate that we just started rehearsing, and then three weeks later, COVID hit. So we haven't had a chance to actually do a gig, but that group's also amazing, Legally Blue, amazing players.
0: Oh, of course it is
1: and so evidently Robert um, recommended me for that group because they were looking for somebody could play B three. And so um, obviously, you know, I I guess I was one of the ones that Robert recommended. And so I auditioned for that group and and got that, but he also recommended me for the just project a year ago. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was really great because I hadn't really spent a lot of time in progressive rock. And so I really, really enjoyed it. It's, again, it's like having that big, that big sound, and, and I can take some sort of liberties and go a little outside, and a little avant-garde, and it's okay, because, you know, if we weave in and out from song to song to song, yes, and it's original material.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you miss live performance?
1: Oh, my gosh, I, I completely do, and, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, since COVID, I guess I'll talk about my day gig. So my day gig is digital media, and I I do, like, you know, audio, Mm -hmm. video, production, and editing, and graphic, and social media marketing, blah, blah, blah. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Well, I can't can't go and film anymore, because there's, one, there's no performances to go and film, live performances. And two, you know, we're supposed to be uh, sheltering at home, and so I can't really go film. Right. So... You know, what happened, because so many of our friends that are full-time musicians are really, really struggling.
0: Yes. And
1: and my heart goes out to them because they don't necessarily have a day gig that can fall back on. No, they don't. And so I started getting these calls to do these Facebook Live broadcasts or Facebook broadcasts or just music concert broadcasts. And i kind of been donating a lot of my broadcast experience, edit experience, to helping individual artists or groups and then you know they put up their paypal donation link or their venmo donation link Mm -hmm. and it's not a lot but i think it does help and because if they if they call someone else it it could be expensive
0: exactly and and so you know you talk about musicians look at all the clubs that you we can't even i know and they're dying i mean there's clubs that are are closing down you know just yeah they're, they're folding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do you guys? Do you guys ever get together as a as a we band? Have,
1: we have, and we've been really careful. So, like here, we'll keep it down to about four people, and we're pretty much distanced apart. Or we'll go somewhere where we're distanced apart. Um, in Legally Blue, it was really cool what uh, the leader of that group did. Is he set up these plexiglass zones? And so, when you get there, you walk through, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. literally go into your own little music zone that's plexiglassed out. And so you're you're protected the whole time you're there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you leave. And so we get to rehearse that way to where we're, none of us are getting exposed to each other. And, and, and so,
0: and is that the Just Project's doing like that? You guys are doing it, or is, is no, it Legally it's Blue? It's Legally
1: Blue that's been doing that. The Just Project has gotten together. Um, in larger spaces where we can be spaced apart.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So, with, with, so that, that's really two of your main bands because, sort of like, you're sort of like um, a wandering minstrel. Maybe in your <laughs> other life, you might have been a wandering minstrel or a troubadour, right? I mean, right? you know, wherever, wherever the music is or wherever is needed, you come right to the okay. rescue door.
1: Yeah, and whatever the music is, it's fine.
0: It, yeah. it is because you could play. Oh, probably if you're playing fusion, you could basically. I remember uh, Herbie once said, uh, Herbie Hancock, if you could play fusion, you could basically play anything. You <laughs> know, because it's it's so. You know, when Herbie came out and he came with the Headhunters when they came out, it was like what? You were just know. A, you know, it's just blown away. What and a
1: they, great album! What oh, a great, great album. album!
0: Great yeah. album. Um, I was up close with, personal with, that's another story with Herbie in, in Berkeley, and he was just such a fine, fine gentleman. He actually said that because the it was at Zellerback and the people uh, were, it was so packed that he said, I'm gonna do two performances and guess what, none of you have to pay. You, you just come in. You know, and that's Herbie, right? That's
1: a Herbie thing, you, it's you know, also,
0: kind guy. of interesting. Yeah. So when you, when you, um, You said you're doing your production company, you do a production, uh, what what does that all cover?
1: So um, it's called Wow Digital, Mm W-O-W. It's not that I love the name, it's something I came up with probably more than a decade ago Mm -hmm. and uh, the name came because every time I would show something to a client they go, wow, so I thought, all right, well I guess I'm (laughs) Wow Digital, right? So, um, you know, it's anything from doing graphic design for CD or album artwork all the way up to, to, uh, independent films. Uh, And so, and I cover just about every part of the process only Mm -hmm. because a lot of what I did more than 10 years ago, I was working in LA actually working for the studios and some of the lead post-production houses Mm -hmm. running their digital media group, while I was also working for Sony Broadcast. So this is all stuff I was doing before, but on a much grander scale. Right. And so now I do it, I'm just like a boutique production company, like so many other little production companies. Mm-hmm. And like you bring on the amount of people you need for that job and whether that job's this big mm-hmm. or it's huge, you just bring on the staff you need for those productions as they come mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and during the COVID, well, I haven't been able to do any big yes. productions, but yes. it's always been the broadcast. And it's been great because a lot of these groups have footage already mm-hmm. that they've had filmed in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. And they shoot it over to me. And then I edit it like almost like a music concert TV show. Mm-hmm. And I get them all to send me little videos on mm-hmm. off their cell phones and I intercut it. And then we broadcast the show, and it's great because they still get to connect with their audiences, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they still get a chance to, to sort of be out there because right. you know, without being able to perform live, it's it's terrible. Yeah, that's yeah. what we did
0: to you when we sent when we sent our video to you when we did that uh, thing for uh,
1: the quarter note.
0: The quarter note, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly.
0: So you're you're really a busy person. You'd probably be real. If there wasn't no COVID. You'd probably be. Uh, you'd be busy quite a bit almost every day with all what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean there's always a project or actually there's always multiple projects going on. Um, You know, during a time like this, you just have to pivot and figure out a way that you can still work, still make a living, and maybe even have a chance to help others.
0: Exactly. And,
1: you know, one other project that I, I sort of signed on to do, it's a nonprofit. it's a uh, A children's education group and Mm -hmm. the reason why I did that is because I saw what some of the courseware is that these kids are doing at home with this homeschooling that they have to do and some of it's good but a lot of it's really bad Mm -hmm. and so how are you going to engage a six-year-old to stay in front of a computer and learn if what he's looking at is terrible
0: right right
1: right no, so, there's no
0: inspiration even little kids have inspiration
1: yeah so anyway so i'm putting in a little bit of time in that group to try and help with the sort of online education courseware to make it more interesting more engaging because these kids are going to be bored stupid i i would be asleep in 30 minutes i don't know how they they stay in front mm-hmm. of the computer yeah
0: well i hope and you know um you are just a, such a. Well, I'm going to use the word that she said. Wow, you are one busy lady. <laughs> you know, you are you are totally one busy lady. You know, we have a little time um, left. That's how fast things go when we're when you're in inter- inner working with you and talking to you. What does your future be, seem like to you? You think you're going to keep on expanding? Key? Obviously, I know you're going to keep on playing, but. Um, one day when when Blue Voodoo opens up for you, or we, or however I we wanna do I want to play for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want. I'd love to have you come on. And, you guys are uh,
1: amazing. I, I want to come and play on a couple of your tunes. I love your group and I love your voice. You're amazing.
0: Thank you, thank you. I'm and welcome. I and you know what I totally respect you and love your playing, and um, I, I want to tell everybody, I didn't know this lady when I first seen her. And she got. Uh, we were doing a, a show at the at the Quarter Note, and she came out, and she was walking across um, this this roadway, and her, her, this gentleman that she was. Who I found out was her boyfriend. She got her hat, and she put her hat on. And I was in the car, and I said to myself, told my wife Victoria, and I said, "Honey, that lady got style." And lo and behold. <laughs> she was she was the actual uh keyboard player for the just project well you know i love the just project you know jason and, and janet and all of you and um i'd like to have you come back on um, i'd love it and then um as it goes it, we're already up at the time they're already giving me the signals one two wow you know. it's
1: blue i didn't even get a chance to do the tour but next i, I time. want you to
0: do the tour you have time you have time to do the tour give us the tour they're going to All let right. you do, do, so, give us a tour. So
1: I'm going to just look at the gear here. So this is the new Hammond XK5. It's like a month old. Okay. And so that you know, that's kind of my signature sound is the Hammond B3, which surprisingly really, really works well in progressive rock. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it would, but it does. It works great. Okay. This is a Kronos uh, Two, and it's a workstation, but it's it's an incredible, incredible keyboard with incredible sounds. The only problem is it weighs 80 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I can bring it to every gig, right? Right. So, uh, that's a Roland Juno. There's a drum kit back there. Uh, that's the new Fender Super Reverb amp.
0: Really? What you did you pick that. that up at?
1: Well, so I was doing a website for a pretty famous musician named Danny Holt. Oh. And Released his website,
0: and this was a gift from him for doing
1: that. Yeah.
0: And you know what? And that's what you are. You are a gift to everybody you go around. You are a gift. Thank you.
1: Thank you. You're a gift, man.
0: So as I have to close, I just want to say, wow, it is great to have you. It is so great to have you on. we got to do this again in the future. Thank you so much. Um, You'll be hearing from me shortly, as you know what I mean. Um, Yeah. And uh, as we usually do to our before we say goodbye, it's always that we pay respects to all the people that have been watching us worldwide, watching my show. And we give everybody a kiss and a peace sign. Is that okay? So here we go. Ready? Peace and love to you, Pamela. We'll see each other again. Peace
1: and again. love. Be safe. Love you. Miss you.
0: Peace.
2: One, the floor fills, people inching towards the stage Pressing bodies, moving closer, to hear the music rage You just knew, when you saw her, her silhouette in colored lights the glare as she walked by as we held our hands up high and the voices cheered.